Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. Go for it. What's up, YouTube? You are live with us. Facebook? Facebook, join us behind the scenes. It's Dr. Living Good Live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the studio. Different look today. Love it. Uh, good to be with you. We're going to dive right into four main signs that, you're, that you can really look at and pay attention to to understand your heart health risk that your doctor's not actually telling you about. We're going to cover those four in just a moment as you jump on and join us. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Share in the comments where you're tuning in from. I'd love to know. And that way um, I can say hi as well as if you have questions, I have teams standing by and you can be asking questions live. That's why it's called Dr. Living Good Live. Because live, you can get your answers to your questions or post them below. We're going to make sure and get them for you. And while we're on live, whether you're catching this now or later, if you do have a pertinent question in a burning question, you can call into the show. So post your number. We got Madeline hanging by here, and she will call you up. And all you got to do is post your phone number, call in. We'll answer some questions, especially if it relates to heart health, because that's the topic we're dialing in on today. So I hope you're ready to start this. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Say hello. Um, if you are just joining us, where in the world you're tuning in from. And then we're going to dive into four simple things you can do to understand your heart disease risk that your doctor is not telling you about. And there's nothing more I'm more passionate about because my dad went to many, many doctors, a lot of them heart doctors, a lot of them some of the top heart doctors in the world, and he did not understand what I'm going to teach you today. Let's do this. You ready? We're going to dive in, and we will start with key number one. There's going to be four parts that we're going to be diving into today. Number one is going to be HRV. HRV. So the HRV side of things, and uh, um, from an HRV perspective, this is heart rate variability. Now, heart rate variability is going to be um, the electricity and the communication from your brain to your heart to tell it how to run. Seems like a pretty logical place to begin to understand if your heart rate is working properly. Now, HRV is not talked about very often nor um, nearly enough. Sometimes it's pushed to the side because it's such a basic test that can be done to understand the tone of the nervous system controlling your heart. Now, you have two different tones. You have brakes and you have accelerators. Your brakes are going to slow your body down. And you need way more of this. You need a break today, yeah? So you need way more of slowing it down, allowing the body to digest, the body to relax, the body to really calm itself down. We have so much going on in our heads. We have so much hustle and bustle, busy schedules, deadlines and stress, and lots of phone interaction, lots of lighting, lots of TV. We have so much stimulation. The brakes pull you away from that, allow your body to heal. But we get a lot of accelerator, stressed out scenarios, um, lots of, can you tap that for me, uh, uh, team-wise, so we can get um, Sony's Handycam um, promotion off of the actual, yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> that's super annoying, there's kind of like a setting, we can shut that off. This is what happens when you have a live show, the camera decides to just throw in a promo for Sony there. They're sponsoring our show today. See what they did there? Thanks, Sony. 
Now, all right, messing around, we're having fun. If you got a question on this, let me know. But let me talk about the accelerator. So you're hitting the accelerator quite a bit. Your body's getting stressed out, you're getting worked up. So we need to really down-regulate the amount of stress that you're having, and we need to strengthen your brakes. You can go as fast as you want, as long as you have good brakes. Reminds me of a joke. I'm looking at my team over here, but I can be looking at you as well. That my father-in-law, Randy, if you're watching, this one's for you. He's like, why does a car have brakes? Why does a car have brakes? So it can go. Why does a car have brakes? So it can go fast, right? He's like, no. or no, so he, so he can go, he can go fast is the right answer. Madeline said, so it can stop, right? Everyone thinks a car has brakes so it can stop. No, a car has brakes so it can go fast because you wouldn't need brakes if the car didn't move. Think about that one for a little bit. So our father-in-law likes to, my father-in-law likes to do that and mess with our heads all the time. But from this perspective, you need more brakes, but you need to calm the system down. You can do this through breathing. You can do this from stress management. You can do this from walking. You can do this from just spending time in prayer or meditation, but you've got to hit the brakes and allow that thing to calm down. That's a huge component of HRV, one of the most direct indicators of your heart disease risk that your doctor has never checked for you, although it is stated that you cannot pretty much inconclusively have a heart attack if your brakes are strong enough. It does not matter the ah, sympathetic accelerator stressor in your life that can anything can hit as long as you have strong enough brakes. HRV, little known one, to really get your stress levels under control, okay? So um, next up, uh, uh, I want to go to um, your BMI readings, and this is a really important one, really just straightforward one. Before we go there, if you're just tuning in, tell us where you're tuning in from. we got peeps joining in. Where are they joining in from? I can't see all those comments. we got Janet from Cleveland. Cleveland. Texas. Texas. Texas yeah, Durham. Durham's tuning in. Missouri. We're all over the country. I love it. If you got questions, answer them. If you want to call in to the show, I will take your call live with everybody and answer your health questions to help you experience real health. That's a doctor's house call. You post your number in the comments, Madeline's going to give you a jingle and we'll hash it out. Okay. So um, we're going to, we're diving into the four points, real uh, simple things that your doctor is not testing on you that can predict your heart disease risk. I'm curious, what'd you think of number one? HRV. Ever heard of it? Had it tested? Wondering about it? Let me know in the comments. Ask your questions. I'm going to get to them soon. Let's go to point number two, shall we? So point number two is BMI. Now the BMI, body mass index, not the end all be all, but a very simple indicator that you should be looking at to know where are you, height, weight, what does that put you into? It's a predictor of it, of based on your height, based on your weight, what should you fall into the range weight-wise in order to stay in contact? Now, it can be thrown off because you have a lot more muscle involved. Um, you could have uh, you know, height differences or different bone densities. So the ultimate test would be more getting your actual fat um, tested, like calipers or fat testing. Or Madeline's not even over there because she's done a lot of this throughout um, her career. But BMI, just a simple, easy way to test it. There's studies out of Denmark that show that over 50% of cases of heart disease are directly tied in to a BMI that is high in the overweight or obese category. Meaning we know if you're carrying around that extra 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, your heart disease risk is going way up. That has got to be controlled. It seems silly, but it's a very simple direct number. And then your doctor will end up telling you, hey, you should just eat better or exercise a little more. 
Thanks for the help. That's why I created this show because there needs to be more doctors coming alongside you to say, hey, I know you need to eat better. Me too. I know we need to work out more. Me too. How do I hold your hand and actually do this? That's exactly why I'm holding the Heart Health Summit coming up in, depending on when you're watching this, it's at the end of June. It's the June 24th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Experts from around the nation that are coming together to teach you how to apply real heart health and get to the bottom of things like blood pressure, cholesterol issues, reduce your risk of heart attacks and strokes so you don't fall victim to the number one disease killer now of men and women, which is heart disease. So um, BMI is one of the main predictors to be looking at. The first one is HRV. Thank you for tuning in for us if you're just joining us. Um, wherever you're at, let us know where you're tuning in from and do not miss that Heart Health Summit. You can get registration for free right now by clicking the link that's associated um, either under or above this post. You can snag that and we'll make sure that you get registered for the Heart Health Challenge. I'm sorry, the Heart Health Summit. 12 experts. You're going to get to watch the entire expert interviews with me for free starting June 24th. Never done anything like this before, but man, do I wish my dad could have gone through a heart summit like this and learned the principles, how to eat, how to supplement, how to understand his blood work, what tests he needed to get, how to make sense of this so he could talk to his cardiologist and be empowered. Things like intermittent fasting, the power of that, his heavy metal toxicity. He could have been dealing with that way earlier had he known. We're covering it all on the health, Heart Health Summit. You can register for free right now with the link provided. If you have questions on the first two that we've covered, we got uh, heart rate variability, super, super important. I got certified for that a couple years ago to be able to understand how the electrical system of the heart works. Number two is BMI, which we attack almost on a daily basis to continue to clean up and make food simple, make your fitness simple, make your detoxification simple so that you can keep the weight off because it's such a predictor of heart disease. Let's go to the other two that I wanted to cover for you. If you have questions as we go or you want to call into the show, let us know. I'm going to be answering those in a little bit. Let me get to the other two topics first, though. The next one is your knowing your numbers. Now, this is a two-part answer. The first numbers, you need to know are cholesterol. Now, hey, I'm not talking about the numbers your doctor just gives you. Here's your total cholesterol number. We got to go deeper, and I want you to understand what those are. Three things I'm looking for when it comes to cholesterol. Number one, how much HDL do you have? If a quarter of your cholesterol is HDL, you are good. Number two, how many triglycerides do you have? If you have two times as many triglycerides as your HDL, you're okay. If it's less than that, even better. If you have more than twice as many triglycerides as compared to HDL, you're too high, there's too much fat, and not enough cleanup happening in your body, your heart disease risk is going up. Number three, do you know your LDL particle size? The size of the particles in, that are make up your LDL, they are not all made up the same. You have big LDL, you have small LDL. The more small ones you have, those are the dangerous, those are the widow makers um, that sneak their way in and block those arteries. You gotta know your numbers. Not all cholesterol is made the same. Chances are your doctor is not breaking it down like that. Very rare do I ever see NMR that is done, which measures particle size or the in-depth of those numbers. You gotta know your numbers when it comes to cholesterol. Then you can actually know, do you have a problem in the first place, which may help prevent you from ever having a medication. If you got questions on that, let me know. If you want to take a look at your blood work, if you know your numbers or have it in front of you, call into the show and I'll literally go over it for you right here, right meow.
I said meow. I slipped it in there. I got to get like a bonus because I slipped the word meow in there. Anyway, we're having fun today. This is the Dr. Living Good Live show. If you got questions, let us know. I'm going to answer those in a minute. We're covering four simple things you can be aware of to empower yourself for your own heart health because a doctor does not do that for you, but I'm one here to teach you to empower you to be the greatest doctor in the world, which you are, in case you didn't know. Number four, let's go there. By the way, if you haven't had a chance to register for our free Heart Health Summit, the link is above. We are crashing everything Heart Health with 12 experts. You get to watch them all for free by registering June 24th. It all begins. I'll be right back here live with you, interviewing 12 different experts from around the country that will show you everything from heavy metals to cholesterol to blood pressure to stroke risk to exercise to nutrition to supplementation. It's going to be amazing. I've been working hard behind the scenes. You can register right now with that link. Registration opened yesterday. Part number four. Then we're going to some questions. You got something happening over there? All right, we got Madeline in the background. Going to be asking some questions uh, in just a moment. Number four, you got to know your numbers when it comes to blood pressure. I cover this a lot. You go into the doctor's office, you're nervous, you get white coat syndrome, and boom, you're put on a pill. And then you're on that for how long? Rest of your life. Not cool. All right, couple tips. Number one, make sure your arm is level when you measure it. Okay? Make sure you do it on the same side each time. Did you know that left arm is about 10 to 15 points higher than the right arm? Depending on how you watch that, that might have been like backwards. I don't know. Okay, you get the point. But this one's a little bit further away from your heart. So I would always recommend um, measuring it on your right side. That's typical medical standard. Plus, it's going to be a little bit lower. makes you feel better about yourself. Right? Make sure the arm is level. Make sure it's not hanging or you're not laying down. The position you're in matters. If you're stressed out, had coffee, anything that's going to impact your blood pressure, the day before you got that thing done, the day of you got that thing done, they're going to impact it. As well as check it more than once. So many people go to their physical, get their blood pressure checked one time and get put on a drug. Your blood pressure could be varying for so many different reasons throughout the day. And with that, you got to be able to check it over time. So I would advise you get yourself your own blood pressure cuff monitor if you're worried about your blood pressure. And you check that thing every day, same time, and chart it for two weeks. Then know if you have a problem. Do you see what I'm saying? Understanding do you have a problem? Understanding your own numbers. I vet hard, do I actually have a blood pressure problem before I go treating it or chasing it? And then the solutions to that, we're going to crash course on the upcoming Heart Health Summit. So to recap for you, you got HRV, understanding the electricity of your heart. That's the thing controlling it. Number two, you have your BMI, that waistline, those pants size, that skirt size, that blouse size, that stuff starts going up, directly correlated to increased risk of heart disease. We get the weight's got to stay down. Know your cholesterol numbers. Know what to look for and make sense of them. And finally, take charge of your blood pressure and really understand if you have a problem and or what's impacting it. Those four things, your doctor's not walking you through, not going to that kind of depth. Happy to do it for you here. Let's take some questions so I can help you guys out um, with those four. While I'm doing that, uh, Madeline's going to tee up those questions. If you have not had a chance to register for the Heart Health Summit, registration opened yesterday. 12 experts around the nation coming together. I'm interviewing them for you so you can understand real heart health from all kinds of topics of um, uh, heavy metals and, and stroke risk and, and supplementation stuff. So excited to share this. This is the info. And the doctors, some of them, that helped my dad overcome his heart issues, I'm bringing them to you to explain the exact issues that he had going on and how we can undo it um, with this Heart Health Challenge. And you can register now. You get a bunch of free um, bonuses for registering, uh, cheat sheets, heavy metal guides, um, inflammatory foods, and inflammatory smoothie guides. It's all there for you. Uh, you can check that link out. 
that's associated with it. We got All right. A lot of questions. Um, people want a little bit more on HRV. HRV. So people want to know more, more about HRV. Let's touch on it. Uh, if anyone really wants to call in with a burning question, post your number. Madeline will call you. You can be live on the show with me as well. But for those of you that want to know more about HRV, uh, this is heart rate variability. Um, again, there is two types of nervous systems in your body. There's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Your accelerator, ah, everything's stressful. Your digestive and relaxation. You need them both. Extremely important. This one keeps you safe and alert. This one helps you digest and absorb nutrients and recover and heal. So we get way too little of the recovery and healing. We get way too much of the stress side of it, okay? So there is some um, simple tests that we do in the office. Uh, for this, you can actually measure your HRV. There are now um, apps for phones that you can actually plug in HRV monitors into your phone, download an app, and then you can attach it to your earlobe uh, to actually test it. Now, but outside of testing it, you can actually just rest assured that you have a problem with it, and you need to be spending some time each day breathing, and calming down that system. A walk where you don't have any earbuds in, no glasses, no sunglasses, nothing. Just expose yourself to the element. Get out of indoors. Get yourself into the sunlight. Walk and breathe. Deep breaths. Five seconds in, five seconds out. And focus on being thankful and grateful and calming down your system. Don't You can't tell me you don't need to do that more often. All of us need to do it. All right? Now, there are several expert interviews on this topic. I literally brought in the people that taught me about this, and they will be breaking this down as far as what can you exactly do on a day-in-day-out -day basis at the summit. But that's the gist of it and a couple of tips for you out of the gates. Heart rate variability, a huge predictor, especially in heart attack risk. Helpful? BMI, real simply, go to Google, check, uh, type in BMI, and then hit the images tab, all right? And then that will pull up. I don't know if we have one of those on, on our site, do we? BMI. No, maybe that's simple. Um, the images tab, I mean, the team could even maybe post one up for you as well. But essentially what you're doing is you're going to match your height with your um, weight, and then it's going to give you your number. I pause there for a second. I'll make sure I'm saying that right. So your height with your weight and the cross section of those two will give you a number. Now, if that number is above 25, you begin to dip into the overweight range. If it goes above 30, you are now in the obese range. Okay, one third of every person in America is in the obese range, over 30, and the overweight range could be as high as 70% of Americans. That's our kids. That's our children. There, I mean, that fires me up. That's just unnecessary to have. There's Sony's ad again. Dang them. I'm going to have to give them some credit for this thing. It keeps cutting out. Sorry, YouTube. If you're watching from Facebook, uh, you're not getting that. But YouTube's seeing it. Uh, there's a setting on our camera where it keeps clicking over it. Because I set up this beautiful, nice studio for you so you can like, see everything and it's good. But then Sony keeps interrupting. But BMI. Helpful? Got it? Lowering cholesterol. Uh, several articles on my website for this. I would say the main way that you can do it is taking statins or not taking statins. I can answer them both. Um, taking statins, Redis rice, CoQ10. Redis rice, CoQ10. Redis rice is made, uh, excuse me, statin drugs were made from Redis rice. 
What? It's not patentable, but you can patent Lipitor, Simvastatin, right? So you, Red Yeast Rice, CoQ10, check it out. It's on the store. They can post the link up. Um, I would grab that. I would add in CoQ10. If you're on a statin drug, you have to have it because your, the statin drug blocks CoQ10 production, which is going to damage your heart. You need CoQ10 to energize your heart. We're going to talk about it at the summit. If you're not on a statin drug, you need to lower your cholesterol. Make sure you know if you have a problem. So please go back. Is 25% of your cholesterol HDL? Do you have a ratio of two triglycerides to every one HDL? And what's the particle size? So many people are disqualified from having a cholesterol problem just by running them through that. Half of them. Then if you still do have an issue, you've got to fix the nutritional side of things. It's coming from what you're eating when sugars, specifically fructose, OSE, OS hits your liver, it immediately turns into triglycerides. And what that does is it's going to increase that triglyceride level. It's going to cause problems with the cholesterol. It's going to raise LDL as well. So we have a, a heart health challenge that we spin off of this summit. We'll actually show you how to go through that, apply this, and lower it. There are some other simple supplements. Um, if you're on a statin, it's Reddy's Rice and um, CoQ10. You could take that if you're not on a statin as well. Forestrol, where you use um, uh, uh, phenols from uh, like pine that help to lower cholesterol levels. Omegas, vitamin D, also very important in cholesterol levels. But it is a nutritionally caused um, problem. At least that is the absolute first place to start. We'll cover all that in the summit for you. Absolutely, that's why we're putting it on. Uh, what, are there foods I can eat to lower? Foods you can eat to lower cholesterol. I would load up on omega-3s, flax, fish oil, uh, chia seeds. These are going to be really good uh, for counteracting uh, those. You want to focus on fiber. That's going to help you. Now, when I say that, I usually do it in a smoothie where I put in a handful of kale, of spinach. That fiber is going to help lower it. As opposed to oatmeal that, yes, does have grains and fiber, but that's a sugar. It's going to turn directly into sugar when it hits your system. So the lower the sugar goes, the better. So the fibers with leafy greens, very good, as well as um, the omega fatty acids. That's my top two. Pamela's asking, is there a way to get rid of fatty liver? Pamela, fatty liver, yes. Um, your liver is insanely regenerable, all right? Now, all cases, no. But your liver rolls over. I believe the stats is you get a new liver every 90 days. What's that mean? Old cells get rid of, new cells come on. Old cells get rid of, new cells come on. So you're rolling that thing over. So we've got to address the triglyceride problem. That's typically what's causing non-alcoholic fatty liver. And if that's the case, then we have to get to the bottom of the processed sugars in really any form of sugar. So the, the pairing there is number one, to go through our initial 21-day challenge through heart health, which will kick off after the summit. You'll hear about it in the summit walk you through decreasing that and use intermittent fasting, which I have an entire section of the person that taught me intermittent fasting and the success I've had with it. Very powerful um, with the liver health. So stay tuned, jump into that summit as well. Um, how do I prevent high blood pressure? Preventing high blood pressure? Um, several things you could do just to get that down. One, look at the HRV, calm yourself down. Um, spend a couple minutes a day from a uh, perspective of um, having gratitude, breathing properly, those are very powerful aspects. You can use things like magnesium. Magnesium is really good, can lower your blood pressure five to six points. Um, that's an easy one. Uh, controlling your diet, it all goes back to those basics. That's why I hate sometimes to throw out supplements and hacks 
when you don't have the nutrition right. So you really got to take a good look at that. We'll be walking through that section. Um, I have an entire day devoted to blood pressure in the summit where we'll be throwing out all kinds of tips like that for you to really dial it in and know which ones are working best for you. If blood pressure numbers are high, can you exercise? Absolutely. Um, you have to, you know, make sense of it and be sure. Here's a tip for you. Um, if you're really concerned of does your blood pressure go too high while you're working out, measure it while you're working out. And so some people have heart rate uh, or blood pressure induced like hypertension or increased heart rate. Um, that goes too high. And so you want to make sure that you can measure it during your workout as long as it's not spiking too much. Um, you're testing my knowledge off the top of my head. I believe it's a spike of 50. We don't want it to go larger than that. So if you're like, if you're like 120 or 130 normally and then you go like 190 or 200, that might be a little bit much. But like 50 to 70 is the range with your blood pressure to know does it spike too much while you're working out. You should know that one, huh? Uh, Maribel has some of her numbers on here. This is her um, blood pressure. Maribel? Yeah, and her uh, heart rate. Okay. So she's 135 over 75. How old are you, Mary Bell? I know, not supposed to ask that, female, but I got to know to know your blood pressure range. So, Mary Bell, you post that up. We'll come back to you. What else you got? That's it? Other questions? Fire away if you got them. Anyone call in? No call-ins. All right. No, I'm sad. It's all right. They're nervous to call. Nervous to call in. Is this helpful? I want. To, I'm curious to know. Like, what's the most impactful thing you get out of today? Is it? Is it the question answer side of it? Is it the? Is that that teaching? What was the thing that you learned out of it? I would love to know what that is. What do you want to see more of? How can I help you? How can I be there for you to help you experience real health and empower you to be the greatest doctor in the world because you already are. Um, but tune in with that and heart health summit coming up. You got first access registration just went out yesterday. 12 experts coming together all across the country. Um, very well-known people that are going to teach you real heart health and you can do it and join for free right now where you're going to be able to every day watch all of the interviews, uh, for free. So click the link. You can register there and join us. I wish my dad could have had something like that. That's why I get so fired up about actual, uh, leading people to real heart health. So I can't wait to do that with you. So please click that link and you can register there. Did we get her back on? 53 and proud. 53 and proud. So we had a 138. 135 over 83. Not really concerned with that. Um, the top number, the older you get, can creep up as high as 150, especially when you get over age 60. Those blood vessels get a little stiffer, which they should, so blood pressure goes up a little more, very normal. So anything around that range, 130 to 150, especially when you're in your 50s, I'm not too concerned there. 83 is up just a touch. Um, but I, I mean, of course, there can be other symptoms. That's, I need to know a full health history to make, you know, I can't make a diagnosis or anything like that. But 83, not very high, but it sounds like just with some proper nudges in the right direction with nutrition, with exercise. Uh, Maribel, right? then you can uh, start moving it in the right direction. You're going to absolutely love the Heart Health Summit. It's going to equip you to do that, to take information from doctors all over the country like I had to do, and then we'll teach you and, and we'll voluntarily start walking you through how to apply it and make those changes so you can see improvements with blood pressure, cholesterol, avoiding heart attacks, avoiding strokes, so we can all beat the number one disease killer of men and women, heart disease. Uh, got a couple more questions. Wendy's asking, is salmon oil salmon oil make sure it's sourced clean the only thing with fish oil um, is that your if you take a fish out of the water and throw it on the bank 
Leave it there for a couple hours. Yeah, Madeline's wrinkle in her nose. It's gonna stink, isn't it? That's such delicate oil. So that same process, you gotta, like the oil that um, I like to get or the place we source is like, it, like at the dock, ready to already get extracted out of the animal to protect that thing. So you gotta make sure it's well protected, um, as clean as you can get it, making sure there's no heavy metal deposits. A lot of good companies now will test for that. We're gonna talk about heavy metals on the summit. Um, I, wa I wanna know a little bit of history of how are they protecting it, what are they doing to it, how they process it with the company. Um, what I often find, there's a lot of brands of fish oil out there, a lot of it is very rancid. It's, it's been um, exposed to heat and element. And so like when, when my Omega that comes in in the office, um, it has a label literally on it that says uh, temperature protected. Like they have to ship it in a form of protecting those nutrients because you don't want to let them go bad. So just be careful what you're exposing it to. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but you just got to really learn how to do it. Um, you can always join the Facebook group and post up the picture of your supplement and I can give you a eh, eh, eh. I went the wrong way there. There we go. There. Uh, I, I think this probably needs more clarification. Carolyn says she's surprised that smoothies are better than oatmeal. Um, I'm assuming maybe going into the details on what you put in the smoothies. Oh man, this oatmeal, they get me all fired up with the oatmeal question, Carolyn. I'm surprised smoothies are better than oatmeal. Now, nothing personally against you, Carolyn. I, this question I get like more than every other question that people are shocked that oatmeal is not that great of a health food. Like I could put a list of 100, 200, 300 other foods that I would rather you eat than eat oatmeal. Now, do I like oatmeal? Yes. Do I eat oatmeal sometimes? Yes. Can you get it in a decent form so it's okay for you? Yes. But when it comes to a person trying to get their heart health better, the last thing I'd want to put in their body is a form of sugar. And the second you put oatmeal into your body, what's it turn to? Sugar. So if I have to choose between that and a smoothie that I packed full of a handful of spinach or a handful of kale, berries, healthy collagen protein, and omega-3s and healthy fats, it's such, you see what I mean? So we've taken this thing and Quaker has done an amazing job, just like with milk. It does not do a body good. <laughs> it's full of pus and antibiotics. Don't get me started there. Oatmeal, right, has been branded as a heart healthy product. Do you know how much they paid the American Health Heart Association to get the label stamped on the side of it. On average, $4,000 is the fee per year just to get that on, and that's per product that they have stamped on there. So the Heart Association is getting paid by those companies because you feel good about like, yeah, I want a heart healthy product. Now, if you have rolled oats and you have reached your health goals, meaning you're at optimal weight, optimal blood pressure, optimal cholesterol, optimal triglycerides, then go, go ahead, have yourself some oatmeal. I'm speaking to my wife on that one because she has it, but she can because she's hit her health goals. She's not trying to lose weight. She knows she's in a good range. It does have healthy fibers. It does have healthy whole grains and some omegas and some benefits to it, but it's rolled oats and they're not packaged. They're not processed, so you can still have it. But for most of us, you can go without it. There's so many other good foods you could pick that are way better for your heart. So yes, the smoothie being one of those. Whew, the oatmeal question. Yeah, Pamela says oatmeal drives her blood sugar up, right? So absolutely. So I'm not saying you just exclude it. It's no different honey. It's no different than um, uh, juice, orange juice, or right. It's not that you can never have these things again. It's that we've overdone it in so many other areas that I got to get you back to ground zero, get a standard set 
for you to experience real health, then we can cheat a little bit with those healthier foods that can still have an impact on our health in a negative way. M. Lou, you're awesome. Love it. Thank you. You can tell I have fun doing this. I think I'm just so excited that I have a new studio here. Like, and like, I just feel like feeling good about this. Got my space. I can stand. I can move. I don't have to worry about writing on the board. Hey, here's the four that we reviewed today. If you missed it, HRV, BMI, cholesterol numbers, and blood pressure numbers, you got to know them. We're going to break them down in the Heart Health Summit. You can register right now for free to get 12 expert interviews uh, with us starting June 24th, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be leading right from here live through the whole summit to help equip you with the information my dad needed so that he could experience real heart health so that you can get that. Good? Love it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Let us know what you'd love to see next. Curious, what's the biggest thing you got out of today to help you experience real health? I can bring more of that to you. Loved being with it. Let us know questions and how we can continue to support um, you on that journey. And that link is above or below, depending on what you're watching on. Make sure you register for the Heart Health Summit coming June 24th. See you real soon. Hey, it's Dr. Livingett here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.